God wants to do in this and in this congregation is far than what you and I could even measure. Can you stretch your faith for that? Can you stretch it enough to believe? Man, tonight was good, but there's something. Got the feeling it coming in. I just wait to see how it all kind of unfolded. I asked him in the office, I said, What you feel? He kind of, we kind of, me and him has done this enough to know that this ain't a, ain't a one man show. And uh, I feel something in the Holy Ghost here to share with somebody as this thing has taken its. Find your Bibles. This meal. Thank you. This morning, you even acquiescing tonight. I know that's just how you do. By any means, I want to have such a man of God of his caliber here with us. I'm just very honored that God would work it and you would be here with us. So I, by any means, am not taking away from from him tonight and I hope you understand that I am not disrespecting him anything this is what the Holy Ghost does in an apostolic service the Holy Ghost we want the will of God more than anything in this world if you got your Bibles Revelation chapter 1 Revelation chapter 1 and verse 1 Revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by the angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand John to the seven churches which are in Asia grace be unto you peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierce him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so. Amen. I'm Alpha Omega, beginning and the end, which is, was, which is to come, the Almighty. Here it is. I, John who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, in the kingdom and patience 
of Jesus Christ was in the aisle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. John gave us the verses previous, giving you and I the backdrop by which who was speaking, the oneness of God, to whom he was speaking, but he slips in at the very end and says, I too understand tribulation and problems. But there's a component to you and I coming out of the trouble and the problem. He said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. The way that you and I are going to overcome in this end time hour is what we did in this service tonight in worship and praise. But outside of that, tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I've got to be in the Spirit. Because if I miss that moment in the Spirit, my tribulation is going to overwhelm me and I'm going to fall by the wayside. Lift your hands right now and ask God to talk to us. Jesus, I need the help of the Holy Ghost right now. Speak to our heart, our mind. Speak through your word tonight. I ask you in the name of Jesus, I pray. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. John is on the Isle of Patmos, a place that's barren, empty, dry. There's nothing there but just rocks and, and hard soil. If even that, no, no life could even live upon that isle of Patmos. John has been placed there under the Roman government. They didn't kill him. They put him on this isle, separated and isolated from family, friends, people that he was familiar with and comfortable with. To be banned away with a band of people or a group of people that had no idea of God, had no understanding of God. His environment was not conducive to having just a good old-fashioned prayer meeting. It wasn't conducive to an apostolic service like you and I have had here tonight. It wasn't conducive to things that would, would lend to the fact that God is here or God's in the midst of this Isle of Patmos. I feel so separated. I feel so alone. I feel alone and away from everybody else. But God had an answer for John. He understood one key component. I've got to find God regardless of where I am. I've got to understand how the flow of his spirit flows put the scripture up there for me if you would I can't see who's on that machine back there but put it up there for me 10 verse 10 when John declared I was in the spirit I was translates I became sometimes you're in the midst of situations that you're going to have to become what God needs you to be you can't let the outside circumstances dictate your emotional highs and lows. You can't let whatever the government does, what your family does, what your friends does, what the church does, what the organization does, what anybody does. You've got to become what God's called you to be regardless of the aisle that you may find yourself on. You may feel separated by yourself. So did John. 
So did John. That's why I've been a strong proponent. Environmental situations never should predicate me doing the right thing at the right time when the Spirit of God moves. The environment does not dictate it. Your family culture does not dictate it. Your genetics does not dictate it. How much money have you got in the bank should not dictate to you whether you've got the joy of the Lord. You can have joy regardless of how much money you got, how well your family is, how good your health is. It's all about position, 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 and being in the flow of the Spirit. He said, I became. It gets better. He says, I became in the Spirit on the Lord's day. On the Lord's day. Translates a Greek word. I'm not going to pronounce it right, but it's kuro koa. And what it means, it's only used two times in the New Testament. One time right here on the Lord's day. The second time, and the reason I felt this so strong, we just came out of communion as a church last Sunday. And if you remember the Wednesday before that, I talked about the abiding presence of God within you and I. The other place that the word is used is in 1 Corinthians, where it talks about the Lord's Supper. Two places. And it means pertaining or pertaineth to the Lord one even goes deeper than just pertaining to it's where they get the understanding in the word imperial and an emperor is imperial synonymous and what it meant many times was that as the emperor came the imperial magistrates of the kingdom as he began to come to the people he was bearing out of his treasury treasures for the people y'all ain't with me what John is trying to say when you get in the spirit and do that which pertaineth to the Lord the emperor shows up the king of kings shows up and he's bearing treasures and gifts and things for his people there's revelation that the church has never heard yet there's relationship in God that we've never experienced yet and it's all about you and I that we get in the spirit on the Lord's day it's not just one day it's every day it's not just one day Many of the early Christian writers took this verse and they began to incorporate early Christian writings and they began to uh, adapt it to as the first day of the week, the first day of the month, a day of rest. It eventually incorporated into the Lord's day and a Sabbath, but it never started like that. I got a point to that because those Jews began to begin to incorporate the Sabbath and I understand it and it was under the law but you got to understand the principle behind it what he was trying to say was is you can follow tradition you can follow things methodically you can kind of just go through the motions and never be in the spirit let me bring it down where we are we can come to church and never be in the spirit I can go to prayer and never be in the spirit I can live for God and never be in the spirit 
spirit. But God is calling his church to flow in the spirit. And that which pertaineth to him is the entranceway by which you flow. Before you make that decision, have you asked the Lord? I got a little revelation. Driving my car the other day, small foxes spoil the vine. And we even quoted that so many times that it had to do with sin. And you can preach it that way if you want. That's good. It preaches real good. But I got a little better understanding, Brother Bush, now. It's not so much the small things that spoil the vine. It's decisions. Small decisions today are going to affect your harvest tomorrow. If I make the wrong decision today and we're living with a harvest now and we're trying to preach them out of a dead vineyard, a dead harvest field, a, a fruitless place, and God really is trying to show you and I, you can change it today. If you and I make the right decisions now, the small foxes won't spoil the vine and there's a harvest. Well, I'll just go ahead and go to church I'll just go ahead and come I'm glad we come and we're in the we're here but God would whole rather me be here and do that which pertaineth to him like we did in the beginning of this service it was all about him it wasn't about the song it was good songs but it wasn't about that song Somewhere in this service, somebody got an understanding. I've got to become in the spirit that which pertaineth to the Lord. I've got to become the evening sacrifice. I've got to become the, the fruit of my lips is the praise that he's. I've got to give him what he's want. If I'll do what's pertaining to him, God's going to open the heavens. And God's going to bring to you and I whatever resources we need. Whatever finances you need. Whatever peace you need. God will bring it to you. You and I, if I'm in the spirit. Here's John. Nobody patting him on the back. Nobody amening him. Come on, folks. Let's just get real honest, Brother Butch. What I'm talking about is by yourself. I thank God for everything that happens in a service like this, but how much of it is we're piggybacking off of somebody else's praise? I don't want to piggyback off your praise. I got my own praise I want to give him. And John didn't have anybody amening him. He didn't have anybody patting him on the back. But he said, I know one thing. When I can become, regardless of my surroundings, regardless of the people I'm on this island with, regardless of what I've been separated from, regardless of what, watch, regardless of what's been taken away from me. How many of you have lost kids? How many of you have lost family members? How many of you have lost jobs? How many of you have lost the finances? You've lost your peace. You've lost your joy. But God's declaring to you and I, you can get it back if you can find a position to get in the spirit. By yourself. That's what happens to you when you're on that tractor. And it's you by yourself on that tractor, closed off, and the power of God moves in that gap. And you start weeping and praying and seeking God in that gap. So what happens to you, Brother Butch, when you're driving your car heading to work, and the car 
atmosphere changes. The presence of God moves in. And you begin to weep. You know what's happening? You're doing and yielding to what pertaineth to Him. What pertaineth to Him is complete submission. If I submit to Him, that which pertaineth to the Lord, give Him what He wants, a heart committed to Him. He says, I got the treasures of heaven, Brother Charlie. I'm ready to pour out on you. I'm ready to give you it all. And so many times, the problems dictate our minds. Tonight, God wants to touch people's minds again. Because the mind is at war. I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost, some of you are at war in your mind. It's like I can see your little neurons and axons. It looks like the fourth of July firing off in your head. Pow! You're at war. You're at war with yourself. You're at war in the spirit. You're at war with all these things. And God tonight says, I want to just put a blanket of the Holy Ghost over your mind and give you a season of rest and a season of peace. How could John see all of this? You would think he'd be trying to figure out getting a boat. I'm getting off this island. John didn't do any of that. John just sat back and said, if I'm here, best thing I could do is just go ahead and get in the spirit. And just find out, okay, God, you got me here. Now what you going to show me? Give me Psalms 4 real fast, Lord. Psalms 4, verse 1, real fast. We'll go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, and I'm done. Musicians, y'all get ready. I'm sharp. Psalms 4, 1. Hear me, O God, when I call. Oh God, uh, thy righteous, thou, here it is, thou hast enlarged me. You know what the word lar- enlarge means? This is the part we hate. It means grow. You made me grow. Watch, wait, wait, wait. You made me grow. What? When I was in. I got a direct correlation of trouble makes you grow. You ain't got no trouble. You probably a midget in the spirit. But if you got a little trouble, don't curse the trouble. Look at the trouble and say, God, you're enlarging me. That's why David said, oh, magnify the Lord. You can't magnify God. He's already as big as he's ever going to be. God can't get no bigger. What David was saying is, oh, be magnified in me. Let me see how big you are. Let me see how great you are. Let me see how wonderful you are. Make me grow in the distress. Come on, John. God's got you in a little bit of trouble because he's growing you and I to learn how to flow in the spirit. You were in distress and trouble. Have mercy on me. Hear my prayer. The enlarging and the growth made him pray. And I'm going to tell somebody, God's going to keep letting you and I go through trouble after trouble until we get the right prayer down. I ain't never heard a silent prayer. Everything I got in Scripture is the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man will avail. 
If you and I want to beat this thing that's coming against our families and our homes, it's going to take you and I lifting our voice and calling on him. God didn't send the trouble to destroy us. He sent the trouble to grow us. And as you and I grow, the mercy of God is going to come to you and I, and it's going to help us through it. Next verse. How long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity after seeking, after leasing? Selah. David's saying, just let this thing go. How long are you going to keep seeking for God to bail you out? Just let it ride and have a pause. Selah, have a pause moment and say, God, you're good. God, you're faithful. God, you're mighty. And God, if you ever put me here, then I've got between me and you enough power in the Holy Ghost to tear down any stronghold that would hold my family bound. Next verse. But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly. God knows those that can take the trouble. And he said, I've set them apart. Come on, Job. Come on, John. I set you apart. Why? Because I know what you're going to do. You're going to learn how to become and how to flow in the spirit and how to hear the voice of God in the midst of things that are chaotic. Next verse. Stand in all, sin not, commune with your heart in your bed and steal. See, another pause. Next verse. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness. Here it is. And put your trust in him. I might not understand how it's going to work. But if there's ever a time I cannot let go of my faith. Brother Smith painted it. I'm telling you. I've had some of you come to me afterwards telling me. That was the best message on faith they've ever heard. Faith. All it takes is one step. A move, Brother Roger. Into something that's unfamiliar. It's, it's, it's like he come to me this morning. And like Brother Fano, you said about the glory. These kids are wanting to know about the glory. God is wanting to visit us with his glory. But before his glory comes, he's got to know. Can I trust you with trouble? Can I trust you with the trouble and understand? You say, well, my God, I've been in trouble for 30 years. Guess what? You may be in it for another 30 years. But the good news is mercy's going to come to you and I. And I'm going to grow in things that I've never grown in before. I'm going to get closer to God in the midst of it all. Stand with me. I'm done. John. John didn't lose heart. John didn't give up. It's kind of like, I love Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha. Oh, Martha's so busy about getting the job done that she could not decipher when it was time to stop and worship and get in the Spirit. She couldn't decipher it. She had been so programmed like a robot that she missed a moment to sit at the feet of Jesus. If the writer bears out this word in communion and Jesus, Paul, quoting Jesus, this is my body, this is my blood, do this in remembrance of me. If you do it unworthily, do it unto the Lord, is what he's saying. That which pertaineth. Because there's something that happens when we do communion. Just like there's something that happens 
when you go through trouble and problems. There's a direct correlation. And what God is trying to take us to in this end time is his abiding presence in you and I. I, I got to qualify it. Just having the Holy Ghost doesn't mean he abides. Having the Holy Ghost is just the precursor that gets you and I closer to him that he would abide in us consistently. Is there anybody other than me here tonight? I want to position myself better than I've ever done before. That I don't want it just to be one day on Sunday that I feel what I feel in this place. But tomorrow, when I get up in the morning, I challenge somebody, when you get up in the morning, let the first thing you do in the morning call on His name. And begin to spend that abiding presence, you and Him together, abiding together to see what God will reveal to you in the day. God's looking for people that he can strategically put in certain places. And he's looking for churches that he can strategically put in certain places. I don't want to be the person that gets overlooked. And I'm not going to be the church that gets overlooked. I'm going to get in alignment with whatever God wants. And get in the spirit on the Lord's day. Lift your hands with me all across this building right now. Come on, lift your voice right now. Lift your voice right now. Come on, some of you are in distress. Somebody's fixing to get a visitation this week, next week. You better get ready. That mind, that spirit, everything that just seemed like it's fragmented. Come on, lift your voice with me right now. Come on, I want us to worship as a family. We've given thanksgiving. We've given praise. We've been to the prayer room. Now it's time to worship him. Come on, step out of that pew right now. Let's all come to the front, hands lifted, and let's worship him and become the sacrifice, the evening sacrifice. And let's watch the fire of God fall in Indian Village in southwest Louisiana. Spirit. 